You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of the Legends of Runeterra. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. To become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, a podcast about the legends of Runeterra. My name is Marco the Lift from outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and with me tonight is my legendary and ever faithful co-host, Dead Broke Nerd. And also along with Dead Broke Nerd, I have the stupendous, the serendipitous, the I don't know if serendipitous is a, is a compliment or not. We got a, we got Escher. Joining the show as a special guest tonight, Escher. How you doing, man? Hey, hey, I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> now, now, I have to ask, as a man who usually listens to us in the morning on Wednesdays in the shower, uh, how does it feel to be with us on a Wednesday night, not in the shower? Guys, we don't record in the shower is what I'm, we never Wait, record we, while showering is what I'm trying to say. I didn't get this memo. Showers are where some of the best deck building comes in. And as a terrible deck builder, I, I can say that with full confidence. Uh, no, it feels great to be here. It honestly, I've been listening to you guys since uh, since the Tessel days, I think. So it, it feels like I am at the lunch table with some good friends. Uh, and I, I will preface, it's not only in the shower, it's also in the gym. But when you guys go long, you know, I, I don't stay at the gym that long. So you follow me home. Oh, nice, no. nice, nice. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And uh, I had something else to say, but I can't remember what it is. DBN, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm uh, doing good, but I have to rewind a second because I, I think that that was your like least audible intro <laughs> like ever. I mean, we're really getting into that South Park territory, you know, where it's just like the joke's going on and on and on. And it's just still still going and getting more and more ludicrous. So yeah, you really ate that one. Yeah. At this point, if you if you don't play LOR and you just stumbled onto the show, you would be like, wait, what? What was what is this what podcast is this pod- even about? What is this about? You have you would have and why does the no why, is the, why is the host not able to talk? <laughs> I'm only able to talk for the first like second and a half. Uh second and a half of the show. Yeah. Uh but okay, DBN, for real, how you doing, man? No, I'm solid. I'm solid. Uh played a good amount of Runeterra. I actually I think my vault is almost at 13. Uh, which is, you know, pretty good for me. Um did some climbing. That's, it's really good. Yeah. Did some climbing today. Busted my shin pretty hard on a uh, on a fall. And that, so that's nice. fun. Uh, and then, oh, been playing a lot of Ultimate Frisbee again. Shout out to uh, my boy Gibbles and Bits and my man Jeff. Uh, my, my Frizz bros out there. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I've got started getting back out there playing some ultimate again, which is funny because, uh, the pollen count in Virginia right now apparently is like off the charts, the worst, uh, which means like, I'm, I'm going out, having a blast, playing ultimate, getting back and suffering with the worst headaches and like, uh, and like congestion for like the next 12 hours. And then the next Sounds day I'm fine. Worth again. it. you know it's getting i I, like a first time or two i was like ah whatever and now it's i mean like i'm going out and played ultimate i guess five times last couple weeks and now it's it's every time (laughs) and i'm getting a little sick of it (laughs) yeah that sounds sounds great sounds like something you should just keep doing give yourself 12 hour headaches yeah Yeah, i love inflicting 12 hour headaches on myself for one hour of fun i'm Uh, honestly not sure which is worse the pollen or the cicadas Oh, there's cicadas in this Virginia is, right now. Well, they're all up and down the East Coast, except I, I haven't noticed any around where I'm at. So we we are in the same state, but on opposite sides. I'm on the northern side, and maybe it's just in the DMV area, but I, I was reading an article. There. They got as bad as they were showing up on weather, like weather radar as clouds, just swarms what? of cicadas. It was wow. it's bad. That's I think they're all dying now. I think they're dead. They're on their way out, but it was Dude, bad. I wonder if it's all the like, there's so much water in my area. I wonder if that has a factor. Like, I mean, living in the Hampton Roads area, it's just 
interspersing networks of rivers and tributaries and all this crap. I wonder if that has, because it's got its own like weird little minor ecosystem, but seriously, have not noticed a single cicada. And I was hearing all about these creepy crawlies, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't like bugs, you know, and uh, and then I didn't see any. Well, you got to wait another 17 years now. Okay. Well, I don't know you. if I'll make it. Lucky you. <laughs> God, I keep inhaling so much pollen. <laughs> well, I okay. I have a quick life story, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Believe it or not, this podcast is about legends and terror. We're gonna talk. No, it's about, about the herd her. 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 And we're gonna talk about why Asher's on the show because we're really excited to have him. But this weekend, we went out to celebrate my wife's birthday. We went to the Cheesecake Factory, just one of her favorite places to go. And partway through our dinner. A horrible storm hit the area, and we lost power in the Cheesecake Factory, which evidently doesn't have a generator. So we 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 got our food, but we could not buy cheesecake. Okay, all so those which is going to waste? Yeah, so all of this cheesecake is in the coolers, and they won't open the coolers to get me the freaking cheesecakes. So I can't I can't eat cheesecake. So they make me leave, and won't give me cheesecake. And then when we go to leave. I realized that I left both back windows of my wife's car down during the microburst in which the rain came through the back window of the passenger side so heavily that it actually soaked the roof and windshield of the driver's side front seat. Um, It actually made it the entire way horizontally across the car and Uh soaked it. The the car, the, the cup holders in the console in the front of the car were topped off with water. There is so much water inside the car, and my wife's touchscreen in the front started going on the fritz. So um, then I had to sit in it, and she had to sit in it the whole way home, which was not the best birthday present for my wife. So uh, And, and then I kid. left my windows open today, and it rained in my car the next day. So, um, so we just have a lot of wet cars, and the air conditioning is currently broken in both of them. So, uh, so all of that happened, uh, that has nothing to do with LOR. Well, so what I'm hearing is that Mark and I actually have the same problem. I keep going to Frisbee, even though I get headaches and he keeps leaving his windows down, even though it rains. (laughs) You've got to go to Costco, get like a bunch of rice. (laughs) Just (laughs) Just stock up now, baby. Just Just fill those cars with rice. I think is what you have to do. That's, That's the only that's the only that's the only logical solution. You'd think it's a bad high school prank, but no, it's actually practical in this situation. <laughs> yes. Yes. In this way, honey, I'm sorry, but the window's up. We need to fill the car with rice. See, it's, it's the only way to dry it out. It's the only way. <laughs> Make paella. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> well, we are going to talk about Legends Root Air. Um, and all of us have been playing actually a lot. So I'm kind of curious, Escher, without, I mean, we have you on the show because if you guys don't know, Escher has been doing a YouTube series. A member of our community has been doing this insane cool YouTube series where he's been playing uh, decks, a uh, hundred games of decks. So I don't know if you want to, don't you might not want to give away, you know, what your next video is. I don't know how secretive you are, but uh, but what have you been playing in Legends of Runeterra, man? What you've been doing in, in that world? Sure, sure, yeah. Um, I, I'm never very secretive about it because I play with Mobilytics Deck Tracker, so people can really look it up if they want to try. Uh, I'm right now playing Discard Aggro because it is my go-to end-of-the-season push uh, kind of deck, and the only thing that I thought would be fun right now. Uh, I don't want to get into all the the current drama of the meta, but I'm I'm always looking for a way to make it fun, so... Discard aggro is one of my longest lasting, most fun decks uh, that I enjoy. And so I, I just hit the halfway point today at 50 games. Uh, so hopefully that one will be coming out soon. Um, but yeah, the, the that's what I've been up to. Well, you know, guys, if nothing, if, if you want to hear nothing else about the current meta, we are in a meta where discard aggro is the fun, is the fun deck. <laughs> it's it's the creative fun deck to play oh i never said creative but it is always fun no matter the meta it has always been fun yeah okay well you know some some might disagree but we have escher on here likes to discard aggro uh dbn how about you what have you been playing uh what have you been playing in uh in man? yeah no so i uh took it on myself this week to finish out my event pass uh and also to uh knock out every single uh, Lab of Legends thing that I hadn't cleared yet, including the ones that I needed to finish for the card back. Um, 
So I have clear I, this week. I cleared like eight or nine Lab of Legends uh, runs. Nice. Uh, and then um, I only have one left. I only have uh, Talia uh, left, so I left the worst for last. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but no. So and it's funny because Lab of Legends, you can just do some absolutely bonkers stuff. And uh, I think my favorite one uh, was I had. Um, I was playing Zillion, which I think is probably one of the worst Lab of Legends ones because, uh, I mean, not only is I think Zillion needs a really hyper-focused deck built around him uh, to profit off of his time bombs, but also you run into Scargrounds deck on your fifth uh, game, and literally he's a liability in every sense of the word. Uh, (laughs) So I uh, drafted Gangplank in that, thinking, oh, okay. like, you know, it might go with the time bombs, you know, uh, with the kegs, and, you know, he's, he's, got, he's good stat overwhelm. And I proceeded to reduce his cost to 3, buff his stats to 9-7, and summon an ephemeral copy upon every summon. Seems and good. And I won the last three games uh, on turn 3. So, beating the Foundry, the Guard Bots, and... <laughs> and victor all on turn three and it was degenerate you can just really do some degenerate stuff which is fun gotta love it do the yeah. do the kegs uh amplify the time bombs uh i never found out okay <laughs> i i was trying to think through that interaction because they're not a spell and they're not a skill yeah so I, they should. I, I honestly they maybe not uh it never came up because i stopped ever playing zillion that's fair. Just, yeah, you, you I don't need Because I just played Gangplank. <laughs> you know, and I feel like, you know, that's that's one of the, the, the secrets about the Lab of Legends, at least the way it is now, is if you have a crappy champion and a crappy deck built around him, just get a, uh, a up-tempo champion to draft with, like LeBlanc or Gangplank or something like that, uh, or like Zoe, and just buff the snot out of them with any anything you can possibly find. Um, and so really you just, you just don't actually play the deck that you're supposed to be playing. You just, you know, go all in on one champ, uh, and then win that way. Uh, but anyways, I also, there's another, uh, Gibbles and Bits DBN, uh, specialty in the works right now. We're working on that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I won't, uh, spoil it yet. I think, I think Gibby posted it in the deck, uh, deck name game, deck name game. Um, but we're not doing deck name game this week, so we're going to leave that alone. But it is really fun, uh, and I've only lost one game with it so far against TK Soraka, which, as we all know, is one of those abnormality kind of matchups where it's like you draw your counter or you just kind of don't don't play the game. Uh, sure. <laughs> so, sure. you know, it, it, it was a lot of fun, actually, and surprisingly decent. It's also just mid-rangey tempo like board centric, which is my favorite way to play. So checking all the boxes. Um, so that, that, that was my week, you know, uh, also nice. been playing a lot of Gwent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah. Uh, this week I, uh, I finished out my event pass as well. Got that prismatic Zed, that sweet, sweet, sweet prismatic so Zed, um, which felt really good. I, I did grind up to gold. Um, and now I'm working my way towards plat. The goal is to maybe get to plat this season. I got a couple weeks. I think we got a couple weeks <laughs> left. Maybe what is it, like three weeks? I'm like that left. Uh, yeah, something close to that. So I uh, got a couple of weeks left to try to hit that sweet, sweet plat spot. Um, and I know that's like dad rank, but I will have hit. I will have hit like gold or plat in uh, in TFT, LOR, and Wild Rift this month or this season. Cute. So. Uh, I'm pretty happy with that. So yeah, I actually played a lot. My my, I'm actually over level 13 right now. And I went in and played Lab of Legend, not Lab of Legends. I played the uh, the Duo Lab. I played two games of Duo Lab just before we recorded with Majestic Purple Buffalo from the community. So the two of us got in there and played a couple. They were really they were nail biters. They're actually insanely fun games. Um, and there's some sort of a bug right now where whatever quest quests you have. It gives you full experience for completing them after every game, even if you didn't complete them. So it gave me 2,500 experience four times in a row, 
even though I did not complete a single quest, I got I, I literally got given 10,000 free experience um, from doing those duo games. I don't know if that's how it works for everybody or if we just got lucky, but it happened for both of us where it gave him the experience for my quests and me the experience for my quest. It, he it was also, getting 2,500 for my quest. I don't know what was going on, but there was something for, uh, event passes, which I found out way too late, which I would have loved to have known sooner. Because I found that out uh, last night as I was getting to the last level. I was playing duos with Gibby. And we we both won uh, our matches. And it gave me uh, two wins towards the uh, towards the oh, really? three wins that you need. Yeah. So it counts your allies' wins as well. Which I was like, whoa, that's a game changer. Wish I'd known that uh, two weeks ago. But all right. <laughs> all right. So I need everyone who's listening to this to not tell riot and if you are listening to this from riot somehow just be they cool don't. man be just cool ch- yeah just keep it chilly you know yeah they don't they don't they don't listen don't don't worry <laughs> I, I didn't want to come out and just say that i wanted there to give is, you the benefit of the doubt there's actually no way to get our content in front of a riot developer it's it, it every time we try to get it to them it falls into a cosmic hole and it's impossible to get out of yeah. um somehow somewhere along the way a brilliant soul opens a cosmic portal or zoe whisks it away yeah um basically once target comes about we don't actually get to talk to devs anymore so you can say whatever you want on this show yeah. never i listen. mean and, and realistically cuz i think you know we've been told that uh, if you don't have a twitter you don't don't get to talk to devs so <laughs> and we don't have a twitter and we so. don't have a twitter so <laughs> A Twitter Technic- or just a bunch of people on Reddit? They listen to Reddit. They, yeah. Well, we we talked about that last week. <laughs> yes, but they wouldn't know that because they don't listen to the show. Um, but uh, but yeah, but yeah. So hey, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do, uh, and then we're gonna jump into an interview with Escher, talking a little bit about what his project is, why he's been doing it, and uh, and and kind of dig into that a little bit. Um, and then you got, of course, help you guys figure out where we can find him. So I did say last week that if anybody left us a rating and review on iTunes, we would read it. So we got, uh, an iTunes, a five-star review from wide 6725. He says this, uh, this, a, this is a podcast that if you play LOR is a must listen. I couldn't agree more. The content covers (laughs) all aspects of LOR while providing a unique perspective to what is going on in the game. That's DBN there. That's all him, the unique perspective. The closing segment also reminds listeners that this is a game and life encompasses so much more. Thanks to The Lift and Dead Broke Nerd for providing great content on a great game. Uh, he must be playing a lot of Arir, Azir Aurelia right now. My heart. A, Bravo. My heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so thank you so much for that review. Also, if you want to support us over at Patreon.com, please do so. I know we haven't released an episode of The Mulligan in a while, and that isn't intentional. We've just both been really busy, and we have a couple of new things in the work. We have an announcement that we're going to be making next week, yes. and that should answer a few questions about what's been going on behind the scenes and why we haven't gotten an episode out of The Mulligan. We don't have any announcements yet about Legends Cast uh, Discord League Season 4, but probably somewhere around the launch of the next set of cards, we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about that with the community as well. Yep. Um, and if you want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash legendscast and support us over there. Every month we do a giveaway. We have one pint glass left, and then after that, we're going to be giving away T-shirts, um, which the T-shirts are going to be coming in. And actually, yeah, Escher is a returning patron, um, trying to sweep in there to get that last remaining pint glass. I want it. <laughs> he, he, he wants that. You know, I don't. I don't want it to be given up. to me. I want to earn it, but I want it. And and okay. you know that's the thing too, because if he gets the pint glass, uh, he will have a piece of merch that I, the the host. Do not have because yeah, somewhere I still along the line, I didn't get a pint glass, and now there's none left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, update on the t-shirts and hoodies. We did uh, a pre-sale thing for that, uh, which went out awesome. Thank you guys so much for buying them. We sold over 25 shirts and hoodies, which is really really cool. So thanks for buying the merch. And uh, once again, nothing came back to us, but we just wanted to make it available because we knew we were going to be buying some as giveaways. But because you bought so many, um, we were able to actually finish the pre-sale. We had to sell so many in order for him to actually make the shirts. So the shirts got printed. I just talked to the printer 
Uh, the printer finished them, and they're going to the guy who's going to be packaging them and mailing them out uh, in the next, like, two days. So sometime next Sick. week, fingers crossed, shirts and hoodies should go out. I want my uh, hoodie. So. Yeah, me too, man. I'm getting me cold. Too. Just in time cold for summer. My apartment's shivering. I need my Legends Cast hoodie. <laughs> yeah, if I put on a hoodie right now, I would... I'd probably lose 10 pounds during recording. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, I would just sweat so bad. Um, yeah, so that's it for housekeeping. Uh, we don't really have any other announcements going on right now, but like I said, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Link is in there. And join our Discord as well. Um, that's where we are all the time. And uh, and ping us, because sometimes we're not looking. Um, let's go ahead and jump in uh, into our main segment for uh, this evening, uh, talking to Asher. Time for the main event. Okay, Asher, so we want to have a discussion with you. DVN and I both have a couple of questions that we want to ask you about your project. But before we dive into love that, it. tell us a little bit. We love to get a feel for our hosts about uh, what got you into LOR, what gets you into card games, and then on top of that, fill us in on the project that you've been doing and, and what you've been doing on YouTube. Yeah, your, your, okay. your superhero origin story, you know? Yes. Origin story. Yeah. All right, yeah, I, I've... I've anticipated this so i've tried to boil it down uh well i was born in uh, the early 90s so pokemon was a big big thing pokemon cards uh although so that was my introduction to card games it was always more about the collecting but i do remember going to like the mall and attending like a workshop on teach kids to play pokemon uh which my dad lovingly dragged me to uh <laughs> So, you know, it, it. I got in early on Pokemon, on Yu-Gi-Oh!, on Digimon. I, I collected a bunch of cards because uh, that's what you did in the 90s. Collected cards or Beanie Babies or everything that you could yes. get your hands on. Uh, I somehow skipped magic along the way. I never got into magic. Uh, it, it started to come back when I was in college and I had zero budget for it. So I just skipped that one. Uh, got into Hearthstone when it you know, when I needed a game to play but didn't have a PC, so I uh, started playing that on, on mobile. was never very competitive. I, I mained Hunter as much as you could main oh, one class in Hearthstone. Let's go. Uh, and tried to be free to play, although I, I think I caved and bought a few packs. Um, I, I started playing Tessel, which is when I uh, started listening to the Legends cast because I wanted to try to get good at Tessel because it was a bit more free-to-play free friendly. Yeah. Um, and actually, Mark, I was telling you this earlier. I also started to play Tessel because I was interviewing for a job at Bethesda and I didn't have a PC or any consoles. So I figured I, I should be playing one of their games. Uh, so I got that on my tablet uh, that we all know how that ended. So then once uh, once I heard about Legends of Runeterra and it came out on mobile, I ended up getting that. Now I've got a PC, so I'm going to start getting into other games. But Legends of Runeterra has, has taken up. A lot of my time just because it's a good game yeah absolutely it, it is a great game and if you're looking for free to play i mean it's pretty stinking free to play Asher, do you have a do you have a finished because uh, i'm curious we started in either closed or open beta and so we've been able to you know 100 collections i'm right. curious if you started when it went on mobile which is a couple of months later i think uh, have you been able to get caught up and finish a collection of cards? Oh, very easily. Yeah, I think I had 100% of a collection before Targon came out. So oh, I started okay. I started with the official launch with Bilgewater. Uh, and then I think I had a full collection before they they hit the next expansion. And I've I've had one ever since pretty much. I've got 38,000 shards. Uh I don't even know my wild cards. I haven't paid attention to them, but I'll pretty much whenever something new comes out, a new set, new expansion, I'll drain whatever resources I have and, and build them back up because I consistently get plus one, plus two on my weekly vault. Okay. Yeah, And that's I mean, that's just thanks to our community with, uh, you know, daily win trading. And now that I am committed to playing 100 games every two weeks, at least uh, that that definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the project that you're you're working on because you started these hundred game videos. I watched the first one. Be honest. I mean, I, DBN, you can say for yourself what, what your thought was, but I was really blown away. I mean, I thought they were really cool. DBN, what were, what were your thoughts? Because I mean, I know I think you liked them as well. Oh yeah. This is it's a perfect distillation of everything that I would want from a content creator. Uh, 
on a card game, uh, which is uh, it's fast, uh, it's analytical, and it's uh, and, and and you know, but it also has some gameplay in it. Um, although you don't like play the deck out in entirety, you know, I really love that you go through and you show certain synergies, certain combinations, and you know, certain interactions that are either important to deck or important to matchups. Um, so, it, you know, I could consume, you know, an infinite number of them because, again, and, and, you know, for what it's worth, like, YouTube algorithms want you to have 10-plus-minute videos uh, for maximum, you know, uh, viewership and stuff. So, you know, top-tier pro content creators that make their complete living off of it, they'll never make a video under 10 minutes, Right. right. Um, and so that that does make it something of a time commitment. Uh, you know, if you're like, okay, you either have to start skipping ahead, or you know, you're in it for the long haul. And and quite frankly, you know, um, clearly a lot of effort goes into Escher's videos when it comes to like it's like a hundred games. It, it the gimmick is not something that's easy to do, which adds value to it. Um, so I, I from that perspective, it's been really fun and i wish i had one of them every day uh because i, I would watch it every day you know they, they're they're really well put together thank you i i really appreciate hearing that it um it, it is a, a commitment but one that i i have really enjoyed it came out of a a, a free weekend my fiance was out of town uh and i didn't i had nothing to do on the honeydew list uh you know which is a rarity uh, and I've been wanting to learn how to how to do video editing. So I downloaded DaVinci Resolve free video editing software. And I thought, what could I make videos on? Uh, I've been consuming content on games that I play for a long time. So I, I I will admit, I straight up stole this idea from a content creator for Halo and Fortnite named Luke the Notable, uh, which I've been called out on one of my Reddit posts for that. Uh, Luke the Notable did 100 games in Fortnite. He would drop at one location for 100 games, very similar to me. He would record everyone. He would uh, track his, you know, his uh, notes, what guns he got, what what stuff he did, how he played the games, uh, and then make a video on it every, you know, couple weeks or so. Um, so I watched those for a long time when I was playing Fortnite uh, a, a year or so ago. And uh, I really love that idea. So once I came to Legends of Runeterra, started, you know, I think I even pitched it to a few of my favorite streamers or content creators. I said, hey, what do you think about this idea? They all said, oh, yeah, that's that's a, a pretty good idea. But nobody ever did anything about it. So I wanted to learn how to video edit. So I said, hey, I'll do this myself. So over the course of a weekend from Friday to Sunday, I took a deck that I thought would be good at the time, which was Brom Vlad Scargrounds, which turns out is fairly decent against a zero Relia. Uh, and I played a hundred games and I logged every detail I could think of in a Google sheet. And when I had those done, I, I decided to just make a video of it and, uh, and publish it. I wanted to stay between four and six minutes because despite the algorithm, I thought that was a good length for what people would want to want to watch. Um, I agree. And yeah, what people from want there, it's what history. YouTube profits off of with ads are different things. <laughs> and I, I, I go against everything that YouTube wants, I think, because I don't do that. I keep the video to maybe five minutes is what I want to try to keep it to. I don't do clickbait titles. My titles are always some variation of 100 games and the name of the deck. Uh, and I, I don't. My thumbnails aren't that flashy. Like I put together the deck title, Legends of Runeterra, 100 games and the patch. I think I put the patch in there and that's it. I don't do, you know, big red circles and arrows and I don't put my face on it at all. I don't want to see my face on it. Yeah. So I try to stay away from rate. those. <laughs> yeah. I uh, would love to see off. that day, honestly. I, I, that's a, that's a, you know, it's funny. Cause like getting into, this is a side note, but like getting back into Gwent, I'm like looking for Gwent YouTube and there's a couple people that I follow, but like, I was like rapidly consuming content this weekend. And I, there were so many videos that I'm just like, I absolutely will not click this because they're literally putting, you know, uh, seven or no undefeated on their thing. And I'm like, who do you, do you, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not going to click that. That means nothing. Like, <laughs> right. And that's this. There's no shade on people who do that, and you know, I, there's there's reasons why full time content creators who need to do that do that. I'm not in it, at least at this point. I'm not in it for the money. I keep 
a full-time day job, which makes it even harder. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm not pulling a profit off of this, so I, I can buck the algorithm a bit and not do any damage. Well, we're trying to help it grow, man, because we love the content that you're putting out there. I, mean, I appreciate that are really, really awesome. Uh, I, I just love, there's such an insane amount of information, uh, that you, you, you learn. It's like, I, I, cause I had not played, uh, Brom Vlad, like I had not played it. And uh, the the videos are alarmingly honest in the fact that you're like, hey, this is how I set it up. These are the cards that I was allowed to switch in and out. These are the type of games that I played. These are the people that I played against. This is what I found to be effective. It was like I it was like I had played a hundred games of Braun Vlad by the end of it. it. It's what it felt like. It was kind of like, oh, okay. Like now, if I was going to go and start playing Braun Vlad, which I'm not, but let's say hypothetically I was. I would be going and watching your video and feeling like, okay, like I have a, I have a significant jump start on how to pilot this deck. So, what are some of the other decks that you've done? Because Bromblad was your first one, but that hasn't been your last one. You've done a couple of them. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've done four now. I've released four. First one was Bromblad Scargrounds, just off the top of like what I wanted to play at the moment, uh, and from there I, I gave myself an unwritten rule of I will usually usually I've I've broken this rule now for my fifth video, uh, pick a deck that was that showed up in my top five most faced decks. I, that's how I want to try to stay on the meta. Like in every video, I'll talk about the top five matchups I faced. So usually in my next video, I'll pick one of those to talk about. Obviously, that has become quite repetitive over all of these. All four videos have the same top three, uh, which mm. I don't want to make a video on because I don't think I can A, play them well, B, give any more insight than people already have. And it's just not of interest to me. But started with Brown Vlad. Uh, I moved on to Malphite Talia because I really wanted that to work. I love Malphite. Talia is okay, but that seemed like the best matchup in that in that game. Uh, moved on to Ezreal Draven, uh, which I, I love the aggro deck, so that one was fun for me. And then uh, continued that aggro with Azir Darius was my most recent. Nice, nice. And oh, you no. got the discard aggro in the works right now. Discard aggro is in the works, yeah. Now, would you, would you call Azir... Oh, not Nazir. Um, uh, Ezreal Draven. Uh, aggro? That's that's a good point. I, I guess it wouldn't be aggro. Those are two where Ezreal and Draven in other decks are usually aggro, but you're right. In that that like particular burn. combo, it's it's burn. It's combo because it's all yeah. it's all that, you know, I called it three's the magic number because it's tri-beam. You got a lot of three cost. In fact, you're pretty much doing nothing until turn three and then you can build up. Um but you're right. That that I would say more of a combo, maybe mid range. Well, it's funny because um, I'm I'm pretty familiar with the list because it's been so popular uh, in the competitive circuits and stuff like that. But I've actually never put games onto that list, um, so I was genuinely interested. And that's actually one of the things that's really enjoyable about the videos, right? Is because um, you know it's kind of a shortcut to you know for for the viewer to getting a wrapping their head around uh the list uh but also i think it's it's definitely um you know don't take this the wrong way it's definitely a an every man's perspective you know i mean there's not this isn't like a you know here's i'm going into a tournament with these lists it's like hey i'm grinding on ladder you know you're seeing the same stuff that you guys are seeing right. uh you know how is how is this responding how are these you know matchups going and and that's valuable to people, right? I mean, even uh, Talia Malphite, which is something that I, I watched with with uh, bated breath, hoping that you had figured something out that I hadn't. Uh, <laughs> nope. But uh, you know, it's it, it still is, I think, valuable to identify, like, okay, well, why? You know, what's not working? Why is it not working? Everybody can look at Talia Malphite and be like, yeah, it sucks. But if you don't have a, uh, you know, you you can't always, or people can't always put that into context and understand the situations of why it lost. They just, uh, not all the time, but a lot of people just go, ah, it's bad. Move on. And, and they right. think that like, I mean, imagine you know, 10 games into Talia Malphi, most, most people would realize, yeah, this sucks, but they're not going to put the next 90 games in to understand why. <laughs> sure. So why does it suck? Asher? Uh, well, I, I will preface with my video of Malphite Talia came out before patch 2.9, yeah. where they got 
some what some people call a buff. Um, a little bit of love. A little bit a of love. A little bit of love. Uh, it, it doesn't work because it's it's slow right now. Honestly, um, I could see there being a meta where it could work if things were equally as slow, but it just takes time to get up. You, you're you're you are literally moving a mountain with Malphite. <laughs> uh, it takes time to get out there. And right now in the meta that we're facing, uh, whether it's Azir Aurelia, whether it's Dragons, whether it's Th- Thresh Nasus, everybody's moving faster than Malphite right now. Talia has always been a little bit of a problem. Uh, you get a little bit of board crowd board crowding in there, which I I even said in my video I didn't think was as much of a problem as everyone thought when Talia first came out. Uh, but it's just super slow. It takes a while to ramp up, and when you get there, it can really pay off. But most of the time, you're not winning that race. You know, uh, it's interesting too because uh, you know Malphite is one where he his kind of big finisher is pretty easily counterable, um, mm-hmm. and, and it's and it's and based on the timing of it too, especially if you're dropping him on the turn where he uh, levels, or if you're dropping him um, if he's already leveled, dropping second copy, whatever. I mean, it's so much of a mana and also like um, action expenditure where like it's very telegraphed they can identify the clear ways to play around it you know it definitely is an awkward finisher that you just start wondering if there's other better ways to to close a game (laughs) as fun as he is right yeah he he really wants overwhelm in fact i'd say talia also really wants overwhelm Mm -hmm. uh and there are plenty of ways in targon and sharima to give them that but it just adds another round not round but another turn another action that you have to get on there before you can do anything. Well, and with so much of the deck being synergy driven, it also requires deck slots, which can be hard to come by. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I found that with uh, Zenith blade being good, throwing a couple in there. Cause then you can also redraw one uh, if you, if you needed to, but it's still putting a bandaid on a much bigger problem. I've, I'd actually be interested in talk. We don't have to talk about it now, but uh, I've been tinkering with uh Malphite and Azir, and using um, Deus and Sandswept Tomb as a way to hit the mouth levels, um, and pressuring through the early game with uh, Sand Soldiers and Sand, whatever the Sand Warriors will call Chargers. Them. There sand it is. Sand Chargers, yeah. Chargers. Yeah. Um, it, it's actually not been terrible, um, but I need way more time on it to figure out if it's worthwhile. But it's kind of just that like mid-range hybrid you know, tempo driven deck. So yeah, I, I will say the nerf or well buff that they gave to Malphite of taking down his level requirement really does help. Yeah. Uh, getting one eye of the Raharak out there could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but 10 is just a lot more achievable than 12. And that's something of what he needed at the, at the moment. Yeah. And I is tough too, because it, as great as it is to instantly level, it's one of those situations where you're like, is the stun on the two cheapest units actually going to be enough to slow them down? Because I'm establishing no blockers here, you know, right. and, and it's just a, obviously it's a great card against another mid range or control deck. But you know, when you're, when you're trying to, you're down, you're not going to play that up against discard aggro. It's just not going to work. <laughs> no discard aggro is definitely not going to work. And that's going to move around you too fast. The one time that you get uh, uh, in this meta a lot of bang for that buck is when it's uh, sparring student or mm. Greenglade duo. Uh, when those at the start of a turn become the weakest and get targeted, that can save you a huge hit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of curious. You've done uh, you, four. This is your fifth one coming out. Um, I'm kind of curious to know which was your favorite or which deck did you find to be the most powerful out of the ones that you've done so far? And then what deck are you looking forward to doing this with? Because 100 games is a lot of games. It is a big commitment to do 100 games on the same deck every couple of weeks. Um, and I would imagine that you end up needing to pick some stuff that you actually are looking forward to playing, you know, because it would be hard to play 100 games on Talia Malphite uh, if the next week you knew that you were playing 100 games on another bad deck. Uh, so what are you looking forward to trying out or what do you what do you see yourself doing in the future? And what was your favorite one or most powerful one so far? Um, it, I will say they've all been enjoyable. Like I, I I'm. I'm not in this for the, the money, like I've said. So I'm not going to pick something that I know I'm going to have a bad time going into. Um, I actually was 
I had planned on doing dragons this week until I played 10 games of it and decided I, I would let myself out of it and change to discard aggro. <laughs> Cause that seemed like a much better use of my time. Okay. Um, so they've all been fun. I, I don't think I went into any of them thinking it was going to be a slog. Malphite to Leah simply because losing is not fun was the hardest because that was a, a negative win rate. It was below 50%. Um, the strongest one that I've had was actually Ezreal Draven. That was, I think, a above 60% win rate um, and got me up into platinum. Uh, so that one was the strongest. And of course, winning is fun. So I had, I think, the most fun with that one so far. Discard aggro is treating me well. I'm really happy with it. Um, but yeah, I, I go into all of them excited to play them. Uh, Azir Darius is probably the most disappointing because I... I did more research on that one going into it than I have for anything else. I watched a lot of other people's videos. I looked at a lot of different deck compositions and a lot of what I was seeing at the time, although it was a good week or maybe too outdated, was that it was I even heard someone call it the aggro killer. It was supposed to have a great matchup against a lot of what was going on. And that's not at all what I found. That was not my experience. Um, so that one was a little disappointing, but. I can't say I've I've gone into any of them expecting the worst. I always try to give it the benefit of the doubt. It's interesting talking about Azir Darius because I actually completely shared your sentiment. I spent a good amount of time um, diving into that one because I was like, oh, I want to play some aggro, uh, but I also don't want to play discard aggro because it, 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 I played discard aggro and so many bad games now. I I'm different, right? Um, I played that, and I absolutely agree. I think that it's an underwhelming list, and the reason why, we actually touched on it last week. Tell me if you think you agree. I felt that the skill ceiling on that is actually really low. Like, there's a lot of lines in Azir Darius that I felt were pretty, like, clear-cut. Like, it, it, there's no... It didn't feel like there was a lot of room to outplay your opponent because you simply played out the deck as it presents itself in the majority of cases. I mean, you'd look at like pivoting from Ezreal Draven, which is 100% a, you know, can you outskill and outmaneuver your opponent at every turn because you have these resources, but you have to expend them in the correct ordering and at the correct time. And then pivoting over to a deck where, uh, GURB, uh, play one drops. Right, like you know, the ordering of one drops matters a little bit. Like, okay, do I play the Bakai Reaper? Do I play the um, uh, Legion Rearguard? Whatever. But at the end of the day, I, I was very disappointed because I felt that I couldn't allow my skill to shine when faced up against challenging uh, matchups. Yeah, I I actually completely agree with that. It does. Those were two decks that were good doing back to back because it, you're exactly right. It takes a lot more thought in. Ezreal Draven to think when you're going to play those three drops, how you're going to play them, building up Tribeam and Probulator um, and and a lot of different things. When you use that uh, Calling Strike versus Noxian Fervor uh, versus um, Scorched Earth, uh, I, I'm I'm starting to forget card names. But <laughs> yeah, on, on Azir Darius, it is a lot more of, I found myself every game was Mulligan hard for Bakai Reaper, yep. get at least one Bakai Reaper down and start going from there. And it felt like a lot of the same lines. And sometimes it was just a matter of if I could get that out there on time or if I couldn't. Yeah. You know, and it's that's definitely something to note too. Like the higher I, I got to imagine, the higher you get up into the rankings, the, the more that that um, low skill ceiling is uh, a factor because people are playing decks with, uh, what do they call it? Um, um, not agency, but uh, but you know the ability of of players to have multiple lines and to break down the matchups and stuff. Um, things that you'll see in a lot of mid range decks, uh, and and even some um, some control decks. Although I, I typically don't associate that with combo control because combo control basically follows a script. Um, I have the opinion that com this is off topic. I have the opinion that combo control is the easiest uh, play style to pilot. Uh, in the game because you just follow a script you have to learn the script but then you just follow it um right but yeah no i i, I can definitely see why that would be a, a disappointing result yeah to, to follow your off topic there it's it's definitely you can mess up how many 
uh, ice pillars and spectral matrons you put out there. But it's really hard to mess that one up. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. You can do it if you're not paying full attention. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm but, that. That's just a, a long list of things that make me mad right now. And I do not like that deck. Yeah. Well, yeah, I heard you're that you have right a podcast because not only do we, you know, it's funny when you said you're starting to forget the card. Names. I'm like, boom, the podcast effect. <laughs> it happens. Yes, it's for that's real. what happens. You get on the show, and even if you've played a hundred games with that card, you have no idea what it's called. <laughs> I write down, I write down every starting hand. I've gotten to know the cards that I've touched really well because I'm writing it, I'm writing them down at least a few times. Uh, but yeah, I get on the podcast and it goes right out. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Not crazy guys. Them, We're not crazy. I just, I just try to buy time by describing the cards so the DBN has enough time to search through the game and find the yep. card name and uh, and vice versa. Usually uh, that's the easiest, yeah. the easiest way to, to to be able to find the card names. It, it really is. It's like podcast brain. It just meanwhile. Meanwhile, I'm at the gym and I'm just in my mind shouting. It's merciless hunter. Mark. Oh, merciless hunter. That was me last week, actually. All oh, right. Sorry. That was DBN. You're right. I'm like, it's, it's something. Uh, uh, some hunter, I think. I always had the same exact experience listening to Willie Dills uh, try to predict the name of a card in Hearthstone on the Angry Chicken. And I love that I podcast. Be, I'd be listening and I'm like, why do you not know the name? You must not even play the game, man. How do you not know the name? And now everyone's like, these guys definitely don't play yeah, this podcast game. brain, man. It's for real. Yeah, it just it's just it's just a real thing. So Escher, I mean, what we asked all of our guests, we gotta ask them a couple of questions just about what they enjoy and things. And so what is your favorite champion in Legends of Runeterra? We're I'm curious. That's such a hard one. Uh I say it's such a hard one, but I have an immediate answer, and it's Brom. Brom, Brom, Brom from pretty much from day one has been my favorite. Uh, I was a Malphite main when I started playing Le uh, League of Legends, so I have a special spot for Malphite. I have a special spot for Kindred, neither of which are very good champions right now. But no. Brom, as in Legends of Runeterra alone, Brom is has always been one of my favorites to play. I love his play style. I love his play patterns. Um, I miss him having one attack to start with, but uh, I know that those days were a little toxic. Do you guys... I didn't actually mind those days all that much. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely good that, then. But yeah, do you guys remember um, right after the patch or the the set came out with Kindred in it, everybody started freaking out because they were like, "Kindred is so strong. Kindred's too powerful. Oh no!" That <laughs> meanwhile. I'm That's just, just because they forgot about Thresh. It, yeah, that yeah. same Kindred Nasus deck, <laughs> yeah. they plucked Kindred out, put in Thresh, and they were like, oh, there oh, it goes. It's better. Okay. Oh, cool. this is better now. It was yeah, so, but it was so funny so that because now. of that list, people people were blaming Kindred for being broken at the first part of it. <laughs> yes. I mean, they are. Kindred is, I think, really strong. They just, they're outshone right now. Yeah. They're, they're, mm -hmm. They are only good with Nasus and in that same sort of deck, but Thresh is better. Yeah, comparative analysis is is really hurting Kindred, for sure. Yeah, which hurts me because I I love the design of Kindred. I love the story. I love the lore. I love the design. All of it. I want yeah. the mask. Kindred Kindred is one of my all time favorites uh, from LOL, and was disappointed. Tried to make uh, them because it's the it's the pair, right? Although Kindred. Kindred's the pair, but like the the white version of Kindred is Lamb. the girl, right? Lamb is the girl, right? Lamb, Lamb is she. It, it gets hard Maybe. with pronouns, man. It's it's a feminine voice, sure. It's Lamb, but also it's like a spectral being. So who knows? Sure, I stick with sure. yeah. I stick with they, but I think everything's valid. A I, genderless, a genderless wolf, sheep, spirit creature. Right. It's a fictional character, so I don't think. They will mind. No, I don't, I don't think. Get, I don't think. I don't think they'll get upset. But it, it. But it is interesting because most people who play Kindred think that Kindred is just the lamb with the bow and arrow, and they don't realize it's the wolf as well that goes right. like the the spectral wolf head. Most people don't realize there's there's two characters there, and it, it, you definitely wouldn't realize it because Wolf has almost no part to play in LOR uh, at all because they don't split, which is one of the major features of of kindred in both tft and in, and in lol but uh okay so if that's your favorite i, I, like I think Dota a great too. question 
what'd you say about Dota 2? <laughs> Why do you always find a way to get Dota 2 into the... It's kind of like Dota Any, Underworld, anytime, man. This is, anytime, uh, anytime somebody starts talking about LOL lore, I'm just going to bring it up so that we can change topics. <laughs> yeah. This is why a writer won't come on. He keeps mentioning non-Riot properties. That's right. <laughs> he mentioned Gwent. He mentioned Dota. Hey, man. I call him These like guys a We're talking about Tessel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, your favorite emote, Escher. What's your fav- that'll be our last question. What's your favorite emote? Okay, this is probably the question I prepared for the most. Oh, uh, and I've got to say, it's Big Flex. Yes. Oh yes. man. Are I, you DBN the same person? This is getting yeah. scary. Uh, 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 what? No, he's much better at deck building and the game in general. But no, Big Flex is is my favorite. I loved the Earth update. I love the board. I love uh, everything about it. Um, the, my favorite guardian and probably my second favorite emote is the you jelly with the minions. I love those minions. Oh, oh okay. The two, one. the two minion one, uh, three. Now we got minion knot. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. Minion knot. <laughs> that's true. And that's the correct order is red minion, minion knot, blue minion, blue minions, the worst, but red minions always the best. I do like the minion on it was it was pretty cute i i saw that one i was like oh I like i don't know what deck i'll put it in but i'll put it in some deck you'll use it somewhere yeah, somewhere you'll use it somewhere. Use, yeah yeah if i, I can ever get myself it. to not use powder monkey basically powder monkey's so good i'm just addicted to the dragon because i bought the limited well can you still buy the dragon i can't remember i think you can still it's buy the yeah you can't but i think it's like extra coins it's like more expensive than the other ones yeah that's why I always use the Shivana emote because you can't get the Shivana emote anymore as well. Elitist. It sucks that Shivana. Elitist. Well, actually, Shivana is not terrible now in dragons, but, uh, but yeah. So, I don't think uh, you anyway. can get, you, you can't get the blue minion or the minion emote anymore. I don't think either. I, don't think, I think those were no. limited. Yeah. Those, those came, those came only through like a package deal or whatever. Uh, so I can't get access to those. Uh, you know what this, uh, I'm, I can't be a whale in this game. There's too many, too much money yeah. in cosmetics. Uh, you know, it's it's very different. In Hearthstone, you had to spend money to get the cards, but you could collect all of the cosmetics uh, for the most part. And that was pretty right. easy to get the cosmetics. Really expensive to get the cards. In this game, super easy to get the cards and play the game. Very expensive to collect all of the cosmetics if you really want to get everything, you know. Okay, two things here. One, following your, your side tangent on Hearthstone, I actually went to an in-person tavern, tavern brawl oh my God. back oh. before the, you know, long before the pandemic. This was a few years ago. Uh, just so I could get that, uh, was it the alternate warlock champion skin? Nimsy, yeah, Nimsy, Nimsy. Oh, yep, yeah. I, I love that. I that was another time my fiance was out of town. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a nerd thing and I'm gonna go play a card, <laughs> ga- a digital card game in person, in person. with other nerds. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, you know, if there had been one near me, I would have gone. <laughs> let me just tell you this: I actually, when Nimsy came out, I hosted a tavern for a couple of months. Oh, um, nice! At a, at a local coffee shop. And uh, actually was like the tavern. I was the innkeeper and I hosted it at the coffee shop on like a morning a week. And uh, I actually met like a dude came in. He was like in from out of town and he just got on and looked at the tavern search and found us and came down and hung out. I met like five or six people from the community who played Hearthstone, who found our tavern and came up to be able to get access to Nimsy and also meet some local Hearthstone players. It was my favorite thing that Hearthstone did. I wish that Riot had something similar because I would so host a Legends of Runeterra tavern-type environment in a local public place, a library or coffee shop, uh, to meet some local LOR players. That was so much fun, and we played some like uh, some like friendly games on like local network. It was it was a blast. It was one of my favorite things in, in Hearthstone, for it sure. It is really fun. I mean, Riot is pushing the social aspect of it right now, especially with the duo queue. So yeah. once we go back to somewhat of an in-person normal, I really hope they they follow that suit. <laughs> that's okay you know what every now and then you get an amber alert in the middle of a podcast <laughs> apparently there's a flash flood warning in my area so <laughs> that's fun Fun on a oh man well asher i want to really thank you for coming on the show uh tonight and uh at the end of the show stick around because there's going to be more ways you can get connected but asher why don't you plug uh the your your youtube real quick right now um how can people find your youtube Sure. Uh, I mean, I've, I've got a pretty unique name. So if you go onto YouTube, search Escher, that's the number three, S-C-H-E-R. 
you'll find me on there. I also just uh, just surpassed 100 subscribers, which is that mark nice. for the custom URL. So youtube.com forward slash C forward slash 3SCHER. You'll find my channel there. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter under the same uh, and Discord. I'm always in the Legends Cast Discord as well as on Reddit. I post there every time I have a video and I try to be part of that community as well. As toxic as Reddit can be, it is, it's is—it's got potential. Good resource. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, th yeah, it is. I, I go there to see if there's anything that I should be talking about. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, thank you so much for that. And uh, we'll keep you around here for closing thoughts. But let's go ahead and work our way out of here and jump over to closing thoughts. And I thought I was already perfect. Okay, guys, uh, for closing thoughts today, I'm actually going to be uh, just taking a moment to talk about something that I've been reflecting on. I actually talked about it on stream this morning, which is the concept of doubt and sort of that internal conversation around self-doubt, something that throughout my life at various times I've struggled with. For the most of the bulk of my life, I've been a pretty confident person that's never really dealt with doubting himself, just like always just done things and never really had that internal conversation of, can I do it or should I do it? Like that's never been a problem for me. But in the last couple of years, I've had a lot more of sort of internal doubt and sort of been working through that. And uh, one of the things that I was reflecting on today and actually something I posted and talked with the Lux family about um, was about the importance of finding time away and just finding time where you don't have noise in your ears. I find that in our culture and in our life right now, we constantly move from one piece of noise to another. We are noise addicts. Like I can wake up in the morning and start listening to a podcast and get into my day. I'm listening to streams. I'm listening to music. I get done. I'm talking to my family. I'm listening to something else. I'm playing a game at night. I come down. I play until you know midnight. I go to bed and there's a fan on in my room to help me fall asleep. There's never a moment where there is silence. And, uh, and today I was dealing with some of that internal doubt stuff and I ended up dealing with it by just, I was on a bike ride and, uh, been getting out in the morning and going on some bike rides. And it's just like an hour of quiet. I intentionally don't put in headphones. I don't listen to music. I don't listen to anything. I am just quiet. And it takes me like 50 minutes to get myself quiet to the point where it's like healthy and I can deal with it. And then I have like 10 minutes. That's great. But that's about what I get. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful for anybody else. But if you're dealing with internal doubt, a lot of times my experience has been is like just find some time of quiet to just disconnect from the addiction of constant noise. Um, yeah, that, that that's my closing thought. The importance of, of, of quiet and silence. And DBN, I, I know that that's been important for you as well. Like I know I know like reflection and stuff. You're a pretty reflective dude. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to be reflective. <laughs> amongst a lot of noise that's for sure yeah that's certainly true i think that uh i i am massively guilty of being a sound addict for sure like i i uh i mean even when i'm i'm working um i'll be listening to a podcast or have a, a you know stream on in the background um i i think my brain like is is hooked on um like puzzles and challenge and so like i like to process information at all times like i fall asleep listening to a podcast or or something like that i've been trying to move away from video like screen i definitely am very screen addiction aware and i don't think that's an issue but i, I it's so funny i don't think i'd ever really process that i like I, I have a really hard time falling asleep if I don't have if I'm not listening to something music or usually a podcast. Um, that's just a really interesting thing. And you know, it, it you're right on the days when I don't get out and do something like rock climb or play frisbee, even though there is like social elements, I'm actually a pretty quiet athlete. Like I, I don't make a lot of noise unless it's like pressing, <laughs> you know. So especially when I climb, I just kind of hang out and just sort of observe. Um, but you know, um, it really is beneficial. Um, it's hard to completely separate from sound. Uh, but you know, the idea of like not actively engaging and trying to process sound is a really mm. therapeutic thing, um, that, that I can probably stand to benefit more from, but I, I definitely, uh, wow. I, de I, I, I feel challenged, uh, by this closing thought. So that, that's, uh, I have to think more about this. 
Oh, I, I, I challenge DBN tonight. Uh, Escher, anything that you'd like to add, and you certainly don't have to, but you're a guest, so you get the, the opportunity to add a, add a thought to closing thoughts as well. We don't always have our guests the whole way through closing thoughts, but we do today. We like it. No, I appreciate it. it. It's one of my favorite segments, honestly. I, I love it. Um, But no, I, I also feel called out. I mean, we've joked. I uh, listen to the podcast at the gym. I come home, listen to it when I'm getting ready for my day. As soon as I'm done, if I'm working from home and not in the office, I hop on a stream. If it's not your stream, Mark, it's somebody else's constantly listening to something, constantly watching something. Um, I've got three screens on my computer. So usually it's, you know, my spreadsheet on one, Runeterra on one, and I'm recording uh, using vMix. But on top of that, I'm usually watching something. So I've constantly got things going on. So I feel called out. Um, and just doubt, uh, is, is a, a tricky challenge, uh, in part in a lot of this, uh, a lot of my video making, I found, uh, getting hit by imposter syndrome, you know, telling myself, oh, maybe, maybe you can't talk about this. Maybe you're not good enough to, uh, to be making content, to be talking about this. You know, you're not a very good player. You're in gold, you're in plat. Maybe you can't add to the conversation. Uh, but you know, working through that, overcoming that saying, you know, even if I don't, you know, making videos for myself before anybody else, uh, just cause it's something I like to do and I'm learning different skills from it, uh, really helps. And like you said, getting out, getting away, taking a break. I went strawberry picking. I went down to the river these past couple of weekends and it's always super helpful to just get away for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You need a break from noise and i'm terrible at taking breaks from noise yeah. I, man i i love i love having noise is in it, my life is it weird uh, that like the thought of that actually was like mildly anxiety inducing yeah i don't think it's odd at all i think that all of us in this culture um are to a certain extent like terrified of noise uh or terrified of not having noise like we're terrified of silence like we just we don't have many seasons or times in life where it is quiet last year I went away for a little while and I talk, I've talked about this on the show before, um, but I, I went for like a three hour hike with no noise where I did not speak. Like I intentionally didn't speak for three hours. So all that I had was nature that was enjoyable to listen to. But it's a, it is amazing what you end up hearing when you aren't intentionally processing sound. Um, I mean, there's been times when like I'm working on something, I'm trying to have a conversation, I'm listening to music and listening to a stream that doesn't have music on it all at the same time. And it's just like, what am I doing? Like, I, there's, there's no, there's, there's no wonder that I end up coming off of this. And I feel like, uh, you know, I was clenching my teeth the whole time. It's probably because my brain was subconsciously trying to, you know, process four it's four different sounds all simultaneously for the last hour and now i'm losing my mind right sometimes you just need to give your brain a break and just allow it to decompress i was i was sitting uh, here trying to think of like of like what the time is that i have in my life that i'm like i have the most quiet time right and and like and i actually have, i've pinpointed it i do a significant amount of thinking uh in the car and in the shower. I almost never, unless I'm on a road trip, I almost never put something on in the background in the car. Uh, and I almost never uh, listen to anything in the shower. Hmm. Huh. I could probably try to those find some two. more avenues to expand that. But I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, those are the two times when I am the most introspective. I do take the time to kind of process things, think about things, mental planning. You know? <laughs> uh, huh. I, that, that's, Yeah. Maybe, you know, and it's funny too, like I, I think that like it might be good to like, since I know that those are two areas where I, I benefit from it, maybe I'll go out and say, okay, I'm not allowed to listen to anything, even if I'm feeling like listening to something in the car. Like dedicate that to be a, a, a quiet space, at least if I'm driving by myself. We've had a really deep breakdown of closing thoughts tonight. Uh, a nice yeah, I'm gonna app. I'm gonna go ahead and cancel my therapy appointment for this week. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> we got it. We got it taken care of. Uh, well, I tell you what, guys, it's uh, it's about time to wrap this episode up. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank, Thank you. you, listeners, for being here as well. Uh, Escher, once again, if you guys want to find what he's doing, uh, I actually just like scrolled through Reddit really quick, and uh, his 100 games patch 2.9 with uh, Azir Darius uh, is is not even very far down still 
um, with uh, some pretty good upvotes. So give, go give some upvotes. Check him out. Subscribe to him on YouTube. There's going to be a link to his YouTube in the description of this episode as well. So you can jump right over from the description of this episode and, and grab it there. If you want to follow DBN on YouTube, you can find that here too. Um, you will find a slightly older video is his most recent one, but you can catch it uh, there. Oh, um, yeah. And <laughs> you know what? Fine. I'm going to make a video. Screw you, Mark. I'm going to make a video. Do it. Nothing in the Vaults deck, which is your most recent upload, has changed. So it's it's actually you know, entirely relevant. Yeah. Um, Wait, no. Currently. Big Scythria can fit into that deck pretty well. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you either go Scythria or you go Anivia. There's only two That's, options. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I was just saying that nothing has changed. I'm, I, there's better versions of it. I'm just saying that nothing in the intact deck actually has changed. Nope. Anyway, True. you can go check that out. Uh, if you want to check out what I'm doing, uh, find me at twitch.tv slash the lift. And actually, if you listen to this early enough on Wednesday morning, you mm. can check me out. I'm now streaming 9 a.m. to noon EST at twitch.tv slash the lift. And this upcoming Wednesday, I'm going to be live streaming with two of us. Me and my brother are both going to be mic'd and we're going to be playing Heroes of Might and Magic. Oh, yes! On stream. That's we're going to be playing a side by side, taking turns using the same mouse, oh, talking to stream, um, mm -hmm. a couch co op. And it's something that we're planning on doing in the future whenever he has a day off that I'm streaming, is doing couch co op in, in the studio of Heroes of Might and Magic 3 complete oh, together. Um, which That's is good. Something that we're really excited about. So come and check that out with us. If not, I've been playing a lot of Elder Scrolls online, and occasionally we also play Legends of Runeterra on my stream. Would love to have you come and hang out with us there uh last bit i'll just uh i'll plug our discord uh so if you haven't joined our discord come and join us on discord link is inside the show description as well and finally uh, i am the pastor of a church on on twitch uh called lux digital church uh that's what i do during the day uh, outside of recording this podcast and so just so you know like i'm here like that's been one of my biggest desires with the show is to be here for people so if you're going through a hard time you need someone to talk to you're looking for someone to listen to you please do not hesitate to reach out to me you can reach out to me over email on on our Lux channel, on me on stream, on Discord, wherever you want. My heart is to be here uh, for you. So if you don't mind, if you ever need anything, feel free to reach out. I uh, would love to chat with you and get to know you. It's, it's my greatest pleasure to get to know members of the community. It's the whole reason that I, I am involved with the podcast, the whole reason I do it. Big announcement next week. Be sure to come back and check that out. Thank you guys for listening and be sure to come back again next week. Thanks for listening to Legends Cast. This episode was brought to you by listeners like you. Don't forget to join our Discord community and support us by leaving us a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. A special thanks goes out to all of our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash legendscast.